Hey, we're Ginger and Jeremy Volo. Welcome to the Hope We Hold podcast. Where we have weekly conversations around our family table to share the hope of Jesus. Today, we are doing a Q&A. And so we're answering questions from you all that you have sent in, and we're really excited about this. Yeah, we asked you guys to send in some questions, and we're surprised with how many, and uh, actually some really great questions too. Yeah. Ranging from every aspect of life. Um, So thanks, guys, for writing in questions, and um, hopefully we'll do this again, and maybe we'll ask you for some more questions. You guys are so thoughtful, and Mm -hmm. uh, great questions got us talking, and so... We're looking forward to answer those uh, for you today. Um, But before we jump in, we do want to share a hope story uh, from Sharon Metras. Um, And remember that you can share your hope story with us um, on social media, or you can email it to us, contact at hopewehold.com, or you can tag us on social media at hopewehold, uh, hashtag our hope story. Um, And Sharon did that and shared her story and listen to what she writes. It was very inspiring to us and, and we we trust it will be to you as well. Sharon wrote this. Um, I, I was diagnosed with stage two ovarian cancer, November, 2018. The outcome was good, a 70% chance of a cure. I felt like I was a miracle and I told everyone that. Well, August 3rd of this year, after my number kept going up, a scan confirmed the cancer had returned. I was devastated. I am a thinker, and of course, I went to all the worst-case scenarios, buried myself a few times, thought about all I will miss out on. I just cried, curled up in my husband's lap. Um, We decided to go away for a couple days to the beach with my youngest son, last one at home, and I decided I could not listen to music that would feed my emotions, and I had to confess each worry and thought of the future as sin. I filled my head with the Bible app. I listened to Elizabeth Elliot. Glad Tidings, Johnny Erickson Tata, hymns, and read scripture. And then miraculously, I was given that peace that surpasses all understanding. It is miraculous. I just can't describe it. I'm calm. I'm strong. I'm ready to battle this with Christ because really, I am weak, but he is strong. I also have been able to witness to someone every day. People keep exclaiming how calm I am, and I give all the credit to my Savior And I've also had the opportunity to give a clear gospel to quite a few people. I have hope in Christ. Even though doctors say, I will not be cured. My God is the creator of medicine. If he wants me cured, I will be. If he doesn't, he will walk with me through the fire before me. It really comes down to, as a Christian, do we really believe this? And if we do, then why would we kick and scream like a spoiled child over the possibility of death? To live is Christ, to die is gain. Hmm. That's an incredible story from Sharon. That definitely is, yeah. Just hearing how even at the end of what she wrote there, just that if God wants her to be healed, that he can heal her regardless of what the doctors have said. And yet if he doesn't, that she still trusts God and that she's not losing her hope in Christ regardless of the circumstance. And that's something that is really amazing to hear from her testimony. So thank you so much for sending that in. Yeah, thank you, Sharon. Um, Not every story has the happy ending, quote unquote, that 
um, movies are made of in mm -hmm. the sense of, oh, everything got healed in this life. But isn't that the hope of the Christian is that we're not living for this life? Right. The and eternal so, perspective. You can have hope even if everything in this world looks hopeless. Yeah. Cancer diagnosis, um, the prognosis may not be good. You, you may not have the cure. And, and what Sharon is sharing is so profound. And her perspective is so incredible because we rejoice when the Lord heals and when the Lord repairs our bodies and relationships in this life. But what Sharon's sharing, no pun intended, or that's not pun, is it? Sharon's sharing. But what she's communicating to us is that there's life above the sun. Mm -hmm. There's there's hope beyond circumstance. Mm -hmm. And that's what we need mm -hmm. because none of our circumstances are perfect. And even when things seem to be lined up perfectly, there's always something wrong, isn't there? Yeah. The Christian life has hope beyond the circumstances mm -hmm. of this world. And Sharon's got it. Mm. And she wants other people to have it too. Yes. That's that's beautiful. And even in her even in the time where, you know, she shares of her tears, it's it's a real thing that she's walking through. So your emotions are oftentimes there in the midst of it and can make things seem blurry for a moment. But when she refocuses, her focus is on Christ. So that's just beautiful. Awesome. Sharon, thank you for sharing that. Um, that will be an encouragement to so many people. Well, we want to jump into this Q&A. We have no idea how long this will take. Um, yeah. Maybe this will be more than one episode. We'll see. We got a lot of questions. Yeah, we got so many, and thank you all for sending them in. A lot were the same questions, so we just want to touch on a bunch and as many as we can get in this time. Yeah, and um, some were heavier and some were lighter. And so um, we're just going to throw them in there, and there'll be a mix of um, things, you know, the more superficial things of life and then the more profound. Um, okay, so the first question has to do with our relationship, and it's this. Um, when did you both know that the other was the one? Mm, the one. <laughs> um, I think for me, it was on a missions trip in El Salvador, and I just was really, I think that's where I really noticed Jer, and I really thought, I came home from that missions trip telling my mom, I said, I would feel safe with him. He because of his love for Christ and I think just seeing him in multiple circumstances and also hearing a lot about who he was from Ben and Jess and um, other people in his life, I just could see so much character in his life, godly character. And I thought, wow, this is an amazing man. He's an amazing man and I would be so blessed to be his wife. And so I think it was there that it just kind of that realization, I just felt like, wow, like I, I really think that Jeremy is an amazing guy. Yeah. And you and I have talked about the idea of the one. Right. And we don't really think that there's this, you know, one person. And if you miss that one person, you've missed God's will for your life. Yeah. Kind of the same idea of like God's will for your life. So that's another thing. So the yeah. one God's will for your life, those things are always yeah. thrown around and as if if you take a path and say you take a career, you know, in, in music or whatever, and then you realize like, oh, wait, maybe maybe I wasn't supposed to do that. Maybe I was supposed to be in construction. Like, did I miss God's will for my life? I'm not sure. Yeah. and, and But you're walking by faith. Yeah. All and, up to that point. And that's where as Christians, God's will for our life is holiness, mm -hmm. love Jesus, pursue him. And the one uh, as a Christian is... 
uh, find somebody who loves Jesus. Right. And who will love you. And it, it could be a lot of people. And I realized that you were the one for me when I just saw you as this incredible woman who who loved God. Um, your character just blew me away. Obviously, your beauty blew me away. And when I when I met you, babe, and started to kind of get to know you, um, I really pretty quickly realized, wow, this is the kind of woman I want to marry, and I think she's the one I'm going to marry. But I, I had to work. I had to <laughs> you convince. <did>. And... <laughs> you, had, you had a lot of time that you spent um, definitely talking and lots of conversations. And so I think, yeah, our, our timing, I think you, you saw initially you had interest. And then I think um, I had interest before that trip that missions yeah. trip. Well, I think we were, when we realized that we really were interested seriously in each other, it was kind of at the same time, but we didn't know it. So right. I was praying, Lord, if this is the woman you'd want me to marry, then put a desire for me on her heart. And I had no idea for a few months, but at that same time, there was a desire yeah. for me on your heart. Right. That's exactly when the Lord had placed that desire on my heart. And I just started seeing more and more things that really stood out to me and just how you're a man of prayer, you're a man of the word, and you have so many godly people who are speaking into your life that you're being accountable to, just so many things that I had um, prayed for and asked God for in a future spouse, and it really was amazing. And you're tall, dark, and handsome. I mean, come on. You can't can't get the, past the that. Last, the <laughs> last one is debatable. <laughs> oh, man, babe. Um, Okay, so it was kind of the same time when yeah, we started realizing. About the same time. Yeah, so how did the transition from single to married go? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I think for me, it was probably, well, there were some aspects that were maybe easier and a smoother for me, given I'd lived outside of from my parents' house for years by the time yeah. I got married, probably eight, nine years, uh, just with college and then playing soccer and traveling and. So um, there was some components that were easier in terms of like, that was the first time you ever lived away from your parents' home and outside of Arkansas. Yeah, that's true. Definitely. Yeah, it was, I think it probably was, not I think, I know it was a bigger adjustment for me moving from my parents' house over to um, Laredo, Texas and uh, adjusting to life as in, in marriage. And I was so excited for this journey together to begin um, but it was definitely a huge adjustment just um, I mean geographically moving across the country and then um, also I think having just so many people around all the time and always somebody one of my sisters to go out to the grocery store with or to go shopping do whatever hang out with someone um, just I was so used to the busyness and the craziness of our lives at that time. So much going on in my family's house. And then moving to our apartment, I loved our two-bedroom apartment. It was so sweet and just so cozy. And moving to a very quiet place. And um, Jer was pastoring at that time. And just such an amazing season for us i think i i thoroughly enjoyed so you'd say the transition went it. well it went well it was just different it was such an adjustment for me going from crazy every day 
unpredictable schedules to more of a scheduled life and a quiet life. Yeah, I remember somebody gave us counsel or just an opinion maybe. They said um, the first year is the toughest of marriage. If you get through the first year, everything's uphill from there. Oh, no, downhill from there. Not down. No, bad analogy. <laughs> Everything is easier from easier there. Easier from the first year. Um, and I remember thinking after the first year, it was like the best year of my life. Yeah. That's, we both felt that. It was just so sweet. Yeah. Like, it was amazing. We loved, loved our first year of marriage. It was, I mean, and then the second year. And now, and third. you know, third year. We're in our third fourth. year and nearly fourth. And it's just incredible yeah it's just been a joyous journey together yeah and it gets sweeter every year someone did tell me the day of my wedding they said jeremy it'll get sweeter every year and that was a good opinion <laughs> i like that opinion i do too and it's been true That's so great. the transition uh from single to married went well um here's another question and this is changing gears uh what are your favorite books and podcasts mm-hmm well, for me, I've been reading Stepping Heavenward by Elizabeth Peyton Prentice. And my sister, Jessica, gave that book to me. She read it, and it was a huge encouragement to her. And so I've been reading through that. It's basically walking through this woman's journals and just how raw and real she was in her journey to faith. And it's incredible. I've really enjoyed that. It's an easy read, but it's also very raw. It's biography, right? Yeah. It is. It's it's really amazing. I love biography. I do too. I think that's my favorite. Yeah. That Christian biography, so mm -hmm. encouraging. Yeah, it's inspiring. It just yeah. makes you, like when you read, it makes you want to um, grow more in love for Christ and greater dependence upon Christ and um, just seeing how the Lord has used so many people yeah. in, in their weakness. Yeah. That's uh, what's inspiring. I was also reading um, recently the biography of... Uh, Disney's CEO. Mm. Uh, I was reading the biography of um, Steve Jobs' daughter. Wow. Um, yeah. So biography is a genre is really interesting, fascinating. It is. Getting into other people's worlds. Yeah, um, most definitely. But I found that to be encouraging. Yeah, and what about like any other books that you've been reading? Uh, well, for me, right now it's a lot of theological books because I'm in mm. college. I mean, college. I'm in seminary. And so my reading is like mandatory reading. <laughs> like and get so this thousand pages and yes. get this hundred here. 100 yeah. There. So and I I love that. Yes. But I think thereafter, kind of like what's what books are you you know enjoying uh, in terms of like you know casual delving into reading. casual reading. <laughs> I've really been loving uh, Malcolm Gladwell's Talking with Strangers. Mm. He explores how um, us not understanding each other in life because of different cultures, because of different circumstances, uh, creates tension and problems. And how if we only sought to learn how to talk with strangers, a lot of our problems would go away. Mm -hmm. um, fascinating premise. Malcolm Gladwell, um, an incredible author, incredible journalist. And that actually leads into my podcast too because yeah, your podcast. My, my favorite podcast, one of my favorite podcasts besides The Hope We Hold, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we actually listen to The Hope We Hold, do we? <laughs> yeah. um, we record it um, and for you to listen to. And then uh, one of the ones I really enjoy is Malcolm Gladwell's Revisionist History mm, where yes. he explores uh, things in history that have been overlooked or misunderstood. Fascinating. It, that's you know 
subscribe to the Hope We Hold podcast, rate and review. Thanks. Uh, and then check out Malcolm Gladwell's Revisionist History. Yes, most definitely. What about you, though? What podcasts? Mm, I love Radiotopia's Criminal and 99% Invisible. So we'll listen to that a lot when, yeah. even together in the evenings if we're playing Skippo. <laughs> we play Skippo all the time. So we'll we'll play that um, as we're playing Skippo. And it's really fun. So we'll play like one episode. Yeah, Criminal there. explores different crimes and components of, of things that have happened recently, far back. I mean, it's, yeah. pretty, it's a pretty cool podcast. It's and very interesting. 99PI is um, architecture, right? Yes. Looking it's at how things are made. Yeah. Yeah, things that are overlooked in that way. It's That's amazing. very cool. Oh, another book, um, Gentle and Lowly. Yes. By Dane Ortland. Yeah. Oh, man, this is a good one. You've Guys. Reading through that and sharing a lot of things you've read. It's about the emotional life of Jesus. Mm -hmm. The emotional life of Jesus. Brilliant. And, and Dane is just such a pastoral author. Check that out for sure, Gentle and Lowly. Been mm -hmm. enjoying that together, actually. Yes. Um, so the next question, do you think you'll be staying in LA long-term? Wow. That's a good question. I don't know. Um, <laughs> how, how long, much longer do you have with school? I have about two point? more years left of school. If you don't get a doctorate. Yeah. If I, well, I don't, if I don't pursue further studies, it would be you, two more years yeah. of the MDiv. Yeah. And then there's different options of PhD studies or yeah. THM or MDiv or a DMIN. You know, how far you want to go. We could be Yeah. Here. I have no idea. For 20 years. <laughs> but we've really been enjoying L.A., haven't yes, we? Yes. L.A. has been amazing. I know definitely we love our church, church family, friends, um, just the weather. The sights and sounds. Yes. So much. Not all of the sounds and not all of the sights. No. But most of them. But most of it. Yeah. What's really cool about L.A. is, um, you know, it's so close to so much and there's so much going on here. Yeah. But for my birthday, Ginger made my birthday really special. We took the day off. My birthday was on a Saturday and it was like 115 degrees, literally here where we are so in, in LA. And so we went out to Oxnard, found a little spot on the beach in the sand dunes, had a picnic uh, there and it was 80 degrees. It was so nice. And it got down to like 75 when we were there. A 30 it was degree beautiful, difference. that cool breeze off of the ocean blowing over the sand dune. We love it It was here. amazing. Yeah. The downside is is um, the natural disasters. Yeah. Uh, our first two weeks Ooh. here, there was two earthquakes. Yeah. And, and now, just recently, a, a couple of well. All the fires, too, as yeah, well. And so it's just so sad to see all of that. So that's the downside. Um, but definitely love la yeah so i you know as we go along in life we i think we realize how much things change so quickly yeah so it's hard to look out five years and say where we'll be right um but we're loving la now mm -hmm. and no plans to leave yeah i think that's just the beauty though of our lives like we don't know we had no plans to leave laredo and the lord ended up leading us here and then who knows where we'll be in five years from now yeah here here's uh, another question, which actually we've gotten quite a bit, and um, I'm not sure totally why, but there's an interest in um, Felicity being allowed to play sports and whether or not she will go to school or be homeschooled. Hmm. Interesting yeah. question. It is very interesting. So w let's take that. That's kind of a two-part question. They snuck in there. 
will Felicity be allowed to play sports? Yes, I think so. If she wants to, you know, play soccer like her dad, that would be really cool. I I would love (laughs) to see Felicity playing soccer. She always wants to throw the soccer ball around, kick it, try to have her use her hands. I mean, she's only two. So she, I mean, have her not use her hands. And if she is going to use her hands, hands. she'll use her hands like her dad. Goalkeeper. That's right. So, you know, we try (laughs) to get a little balance in there of that, you know, her playing uh, soccer. So it's, she's all about it. Yeah. I, uh, well, first of all, I, I think, of course, we let our daughter play. I, I, I really am excited to see what her passions are. Mm, Yeah. She's into music. She She loves to dance. She loves music so much. She's energetic. So, you know, those things as a kid, some of that's just generic kid stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, she's just running around constantly. We're like, oh, she's going to be a track star. Well, no, kids just run. (laughs) But to see what she gets into. Yeah, what her interests are, what her hobbies are, and just to be able to support her in those um, different areas. Yeah, it'll be so fun to see. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm excited to see what. Maybe you'll be her soccer coach one day for like a little, little kid's soccer you know, I'd be up for that. That would be so fun. Um, and then but what about, what about school? schooling? Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I mean, we're not, we just have to see at that point where, um, what options we have and where Felicity would be. And so, yeah, at this point we don't know as far as schooling goes. Yeah. And from a biblical perspective, um, maybe to take that, I don't know if that you were looking for that and asking the question, but, um, it is the parents' responsibility to raise their children mm. in the the knowledge of the Lord. Yeah. And so whether she goes to a public school, private school, if we have that opportunity or wherever we're living, or if she's homeschooled, or if it's a mix. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of kids, it's a mix. Yeah. Um, a lot of options. Nowadays. At the end of the day, as parents, it's our responsibility to uh, provide our daughter with a worldview that reflects truth. Mm-hmm. Um, the reality that there is truth, there is right and wrong in this world, um, that there's a glorious creator who made us. And so um, we take that very seriously as parents, that we want to raise our children in in the uh, knowledge of the Lord. And um, so that'll go into where she goes to school, when yeah. she goes to school. Well, not when, like, well, I guess <laughs> kids start at a certain age. but. Yes. But that'll be a, a factor yeah. is basically we see the responsibility of raising our kids on us. Mm-hmm. That, that's definitely. our responsibility of educating them and teaching them and training them and, yes. and raising them. Yes. That's um, a full-time job in itself. But, you know, what's really helpful isn't to think in categories so much. Oftentimes Christians get into these patterns of thinking in categories like um, public school, bad. Homeschool, good. Well, well not necessarily you know, you might be in a place where homeschool is terrible, like, um, or the public school's an amazing option or vice versa. So we don't really want to think in those categories so much in areas that are gray areas in life. We want to think in, well, what's wise for us uh, at that time? And Mm -hmm. so we need wisdom. Yeah. Um, Was that too, like, philosophical? (laughs) No, I think it's good. I I definitely think it's important for us to be pouring into our kids regardless of where they're being educated as far as school goes. So, yes. Um, Let's see. The next question. So how do you include non-religious people in your life and religion as a Christian? That's a really good question. How do you include non-religious people in your life 
uh, and religion as a Christian. You know, the first thing that comes to my mind is Jesus' prayer before he uh, went to the cross and accomplished the gospel finally in his death and resurrection. Um, he prays to his Father in heaven, and he says something stunning where he says, Father, I don't ask that you take my disciples out of this world, but keep them from the evil one. So mm. leave them in the world and protect them. And that's a, a fascinating paradigm for the Christian life. As Christians, we are not trying to escape this world. Mm. Yeah. Um, we know that our home ultimately is in heaven, but we have a commission while we're in this world to love Jesus and love people. Mm -hmm. And so we want to be in this world. Now, we don't want to be of this world in the sense of um, thinking, taking the worldly philosophy and behavior necessarily. No, we we, we have um, Christ's philosophy right. and, and we want to imitate Jesus. Yes, but engaging the world around us and not being um, afraid of engaging in conversations, even yeah. on different topics and um, in different perspectives and being able to share even, you know, the hope we have in Christ with those who the Lord brings into our life yeah. and listening to those who um, are around us. And so I think of like when we were in Laredo, we had amazing conversations. We had tons of neighbors, really, really amazing conversations with our neighbors and relationships with them. And it's always it over so food. Sweet. Yeah, food always creates food. the best conversations. It's amazing. Yeah. We <laughs> had our neighbors over, we go off to eat with them. Um, and had such meaningful conversations, yeah. but a lot of, um, yeah, non-religious religious people we've had in our lives and yeah. have really enjoyed those conversations. Yeah. And here in LA, um, some of our, two of our closest friends here in LA, um, one was raised in a Muslim home and one was raised in a Jewish home. And the conversations we've been able to enjoy with them and talk about very openly um, our faith, and who Christ is. And um, we enjoy that friendship and we enjoy those relationships. And so what's our relationship with non-religious people or people from other religions? Well, we want to love them. And um, of course we want to share Jesus, right? That's mm, our, our yeah. mission as Christians. Um, Jesus is the hope we hold. Yes. And so um, of course we want to share our hope with the world. Um, if we didn't want to share it, it would mean we didn't actually believe it. Mm. Uh, it was a famous atheist, uh, Penn Teller, said that Christians who don't share about Jesus only have two options. Either they don't actually believe uh, in Jesus themselves, or they're very wicked and mean people. Because what they do believe about Jesus, they don't want to tell anyone mm. else. That's yeah. an atheist saying that, right? Yeah, That's true. We love Jesus, and he's saved our lives, and so we want to share that with everyone. Mm. Um, and we love our friends and our family and people who are non-religious, yes. you know, different religions. And of course we want to share Jesus with them. Um, but we enjoy having them in our life and we want to serve them. Mm. We want to love them. We want to lay down our life for them. We want to be selfless and let them know that we care about them and have genuine relationships with them. Yes, most definitely. Um, so, you know, here's, here's a thought. If our goal as Christians was to escape this world, first of all, we would be, you know, 
we should be kind of building communes and, mm, and all yeah. living together in these separate communes deep in the wilderness away from everyone and building our own ecosystem and economy. That's not the call of Christians. We're to mm. be among the, everyone in society, in the world. And if Jesus had wanted it differently, then every time someone came to know Jesus, why wouldn't he just take them home to heaven? Mm, yeah, oh, that's good. Got point. it. You met me. Let's go home. No, he leaves us here because we have a purpose. Mm. And that purpose is to love and glorify God and to love people and to share the hope we have in Christ with others. Yeah, that is excellent. That's a really good balance. And I think um, something that is just a good reminder for all of us as Christians, just that um, we are to engage the world around us and show them the hope of Christ. Yeah, absolutely. And so here's another question. Um, what Bible study would you recommend for a married couple? Yeah, that's a good one. Um, babe, I don't know if we would recommend just a certain Bible study, right? Mm, I yeah. think we would recommend Bible study. Yes. Read the Bible together. Yeah. Study God's word. And even if you, um, you know, get a helpful commentary or watch a sermon together that's helpful and just discuss it, I think... Some of those things are most impactful or like we, Jer and I will come home from church and we will talk about the sermon and how, how it um, impacted us or what we were learning or what we were challenged by. And I think those things are really helpful. So just not keeping your faith to yourself, but talking about it with your spouse and sharing where you see you need to grow or what struggles you're having and how that um, God's word is challenging you. And I think those things have been most meaningful. I love when Jer comes in and he'll say, I've been reading in James and this is what I've learned. And here I've been reading in Hebrews and here's something that I'm thinking about. And what do you think about this? And just dialoguing on even what we've learned in personal devotion time and reading God's word, but then coming together. And I think that really will strengthen your relationship. And as you walk through trials, as you walk through different circumstances, as you're drawing closer to God individually, then you're sharing those things with each other. You're going to just draw into a deeper relationship with your spouse as well. Yeah, babe, that's really good. Um, there was something my mom has said, and we've talked about, maybe not in this exact language before, but in the... Uh, podcast or the episode we did on communication we talk about this um and my mom put it this way she said expose your thinking to one another mm. so you're an open book and you're thinking and mm. that comes into the bible study in the sense of you know expose how you're doing spiritually and expose what you're learning and talk with your spouse about that so sometimes babe for us that just looks like you know, 10 minutes because we're on different oh, schedules yeah. sometimes where a little one. Yeah. Where I'm able to read a quick Psalm and we're able to talk about it, mm -hmm. pray together. And then I'm out the door or it could be a longer time going to church together, coming mm -hmm. home, talking about that. Um, but engaging. So yes, what Bible study would you recommend? Well, we'd recommend Bible study, but there are really good books you can get too. Um, what's the one Puritan prayers? Um, Voice, uh, oh, Voices from the Past. Yes, Voices from the Past. Banner That's of Truth. That's so makes it. good. Yes. That's a good one. It's oh, one we page. Love that. But the Puritans, in like a paragraph or two, take a deep dive with you into theology and life. 
that is something that we walk through. Jar and I love, love that. I mean, I would highly, highly recommend it. Um, we loved it so much. We've given it as gifts multiple times just because it's um, really helped us. And it's so rich and it's just one page. And so it's doable. So before he leaves for work or in the evenings, just reading that together has been so amazing for us. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, next, next question is, um, how do you find a good church? It's mm, a really good question. Yeah, definitely a church that preaches the word of God and is unashamed of the gospel of Christ and yeah. shares the truth of, um, yeah, just that Jesus Christ has died for your sins and that he has paid the price for your sins, that no good works can ever get you into heaven. I think those are just foundations of the Christian faith, but definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah. The the that well that's it. I mean, the foundation is a church that preaches the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, if I want to find um, a great country club that's beautiful, that where the golf course is taken care of, that's not run down, right? You want to go. Um, h- how about this? I mean, if you want to go to a place that is going to have the best, healthiest food, you you find a. Uh, uh, a grocery store that specializes in organic local food, right? Because yeah. that's its purpose. Um, restaurant would have been a better example. I want a nice steak. I'm not necessarily going to McDonald's. That's maybe for like a quick meal, you know, or on the go. Or a good ice cream cone. There you go. For a buck, right? Oh, yeah. We go there Maybe a the buck time. 50. Um, inflation. Nothing better than that. <laughs> but if I want a good steak, I'm going to go find a great steakhouse that specializes yeah. in that. So whenever we're looking for something specific, we go to the place that focuses on that. Well, what is a church? It's not a country club. It's not a restaurant. It's not just a society of do-gooders to pat each other on the back. Church, the, the, the very definition of the word, the Greek word is ekklesia, and it means gathering. It means um, gathering of the saints. So all through the Bible, we see Christians gathering together for an expressed purpose mm. to worship God. Mm-hmm. And so I want to go to a church that is all about worshiping God. Yes. And how do we learn how to worship God? From the revelation of God, mm. which is the Bible. And so I want a church that's founded upon the truths of the Bible, that's committed to the inspiration, the authority, the truthfulness of the Mm -hmm. Bible, a church which is committed to preaching the Bible, get this, a church that's committed to obeying the Bible. Mm. That's a tough one because there's some things in the Bible which we love to quote, you know, do unto others as you would have others do unto you. Judge not, lest you not be judged. Great, love that. But there's parts of the Bible, there's parts of Jesus' teaching, which aren't so easy to take, mm-hmm. um, which get very personal, which have to do with your life and mine. They ex- and it, it exposes our it, sin and our exactly. selfishness. And I mean, as, as Christians, we want to see our sin, even as painful as it is, because we want to draw closer to Christ. But I think that's something that can be hard at times because it's, I mean, we'll come home and I'll I'll share with you. I'm like... Wow, I was so convicted and challenged. I have not been 
um, praying as I ought or whatever it may be or whatever the sermon was just talking about that because it exposes the deepest um, realities of our heart and just it, it lays us bare and shows us that but then it also restores us because Christ of who he is and the work that he's done in forgiving us for our sins and so there's hope in the gospel and I think that's just the beautiful thing you can't have that you know exposing your sin where it's all cutting you down without um, the reality of what Christ has done and so I think that's something that um, I'm really grateful for even in our church here there is a commitment to the word of God being preached and it's so helpful Babe, that really summarizes it really well. So um, that's the kind of church we want to find. Um, just a practical tip about how to find a church. Um, there's actually a cool website. So the the seminary I go to um, is the Master's Seminary. And if you go to their website, tms.edu, under resources, they actually have a tab that says find a church. Mm. And so I send this to you guys listening or others on social media all the time because people are often sending a message saying, hey, I'm looking for a church. Am I, you know, where I am? And I say, well, where do you live? They say, I live in this place and it's someplace I've never heard of. And I say, well, here, let me see what I can find. So I go to tms.edu, go to resources, find a church, and I just put in their location and it'll show me, hey, look at all these churches. Um, those are very specific churches to those associated with the seminary. So there's not going to be a, maybe there might not be one in your area. So if there's not, there's another website, which is Nine Marks. Okay, let me look it up real quick. Um, NineMarks.org. And they also have a resource of finding a church. And so if you go there, you can look for a church. It's called Church Search under resources, so 9marks.org, the number 9marks.org. So those are some practical tips for how to find a church, and hopefully yeah. that helps. Most definitely. And let's see. Here's another question. So how do you fight against spiritual apathy and uh, when you never thought that you'd feel that way? That's good. I, these are good questions, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Like, really good. Like, like less about like, what's your favorite color? And more about yes. like, let's get into the meat of life. Yeah. I love that. You know what that shows is you guys listening are really intentional and, mm -hmm. and you're really digging deep into spiritual things. And so that's so cool. Um, I, I'd say this, babe, and, and you can jump in with, with your thoughts. How do you fight against spiritual apathy? Um, don't underestimate the mind. Mm. The Christian life has a lot to do with the mind. If you notice throughout Scripture, read Romans chapter 12, read Ephesians chapter 4, read the whole book of Ephesians. But what you find is there's a consistent call to renew your mind mm. in truth. And so we can't divorce our thinking from our feelings and our will and our actions. It all begins with the mind. That's why in Colossians 3, we're told to set our minds on Christ, uh, which will then produce a holy life. Mm. The battle for us, as you and me, Ginger, but then for us as Christians, is our minds get distracted and we start thinking about everything around us. 
And then we realize, man, I'm really not feeling, you know, devotion to Christ. And I really don't, I don't feel, feel like reading the Bible. Yeah, I don't feel like being holy today mm-hmm. or saying no to my flesh. Mm-hmm. Well, your feelings follow your thinking. And so set your eyes on Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, how- yeah, informing your feelings by yes. truth. We don't walk by feelings. We walk by faith. Right. Truth, yeah. And so set your mind on truth. And then you'll see the transformation of your feelings. Mm. And sometimes it's a daily battle. It is, definitely. I know that that's something that um, I will struggle with a lot is my just keeping my mind set on things above and on truth from God's word as I, you know, can feel really discouraged at a point. And um, Jared oftentimes just asks me like, hey, so, you know, what are you thinking about when that, that comes or that discouragement is there? And oftentimes just like, Oh, well, I'm not, I'm not replacing that with anything. I'm not replacing it with truth. And so therefore I'm going to end up, you know, really discouraged or whatever. But if I replace it with truth from God's word, no matter what we're going through, we can, um, come and have, uh, just a correct perspective and find hope in those discouraging days and, Really, there is truth for our lives if we're if we go to God's word and if we ask God for help in those moments. And so, yes, the battleground is definitely in the mind. Well said. Okay, well, one more question, and it's going to change our gears. This is going to go back to uh, a little lighter of a subject, and it's this. You ready for this, babe? Yeah. What is your favorite movie and favorite TV shows? That's a good one. (laughs) That's a good one. Oh, TV shows. Yes. The big flower fight. Oh, I love that. I mean, we both loved that. And also the Great British Bake Off. I think that is our one of our all That's got to be because favorites. it just makes you crave to to eat things sweets. that are so unhealthy. So bad. But we love it. That's but been I one of our Mary. favorite. Don't I you miss know, Mary. I miss Soggy Mary. bottoms. Yeah, she'd always talk about... For those about... of you who know, you know. For those of <laughs> yeah. you who don't, you're All thinking, of her pastries. what in the world are they talking about? Yep, that's what she talk about. That's for sure. They had to be perfectly baked. Um, and Yeah, then... so is it safe to say, though, babe, that you're you're pretty hooked to me, too, on, on British TV? Yes. Oh, all British. British TV <laughs> shows are so much better. We are all about those British TV shows. Well, they're not better than all American shows, they, babe. They kind of are, though. Babe, I, I... babe. Which ones? Which ones are better? Counting on. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I was thinking of ones. We don't. It's not like we sit down and watch our own show. That would be weird. Well, we do watch it, but we live it first. But it, yeah, yeah. But it's. I think because we've lived it, it's not. It's, like, a, it's we an gonna out watch of ourselves. weird, out of body experience, isn't it? Yeah. You know what's strange for me is when I watch our show, and it's a part of the episode that's in the place where we're watching our show. Yeah, it's like seeing. That's it's like strange. being in a, a weird mirror room where you just keep seeing forever and ever and ever. Yeah, it's like I'm on watching the TV where I'm sitting right now watching the TV. Felicity today pointed at the TV and said, "Ivy, Ivy Jane." <laughs> she wanted to watch Ivy, and so it's it's really cute. Like I think she associates the TV with Ivy. That's it's really so cute. But British TVs, they they're oh, coming so out. good. They're in coming the, out with some stuff. Yes, the one that we watched recently is the Great Interior Design Challenge, and that was really good. But the ending, we were both really bummed out. Not a fan of the winner, huh? I don't know. I just, 
maybe just because it's not my style of design. So if yeah. I was going to have someone design my house, it wouldn't have been the person who won. So that's probably it. But Jer, I want to hear. Well, let me say this about TV shows because um, I'm I'm kind of your typical guy with what I like in TV. I like suspense. I like action. I like crime. And usually when like we it. get to watch TV, it's like late at night. Yeah. Like Felicity's asleep or we've put her to bed. We get a little bit of time together. And Ginger's not a fan of the crime. Not a fan of the crime. It, or the late suspense. Late at night, I'm like, I don't want to go to sleep thinking about that. And it's not, it's just, I don't know. I like real <laughs> true life things. So like that I- are lighthearted, Or, or lighthearted, fun, yeah. fun things. Like Which I watched- cool. Peter, Peanut Butter Falcon recently on VidAngel. And um, yeah, Great it was movie. it was just so good. I like I like things more like that. Yeah. Good story. Good Sweet moral. Story, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Not as much suspense. And <laughs> but like I, I've, but what, I've sought to compromise bit? a little bit on that. You've but I've enjoyed so it. I enjoy it. And I, I enjoy some of the shows, too. Now, a little more suspense than I did before. Yeah, I've, I've gotten you kind of. Yeah. To push. So. Uh, we watched Inception together. We did. And that's got to be one of my favorite movies. Um, maybe Gladiator as well. Those are mm. kind of classics. You I don't know if those. I have a favorite movie. Um, but You talk about Gladiator all the time. I do. And when I saw this question, uh, actually Inception came to my mind, which I don't know why. Mm, it's not yes. like we watched it recently, I don't think. No, it's been a while. It's been a while. But that was mind-bending. Get it? <laughs> mind-bending. Um, yes. Okay. Well, guys – Great questions, right, babe? Thank you so much for sending all those questions in. We've had so much fun talking about You know about what's it. cool? is like <laughs> we sit down here to record this podcast with these questions, and we're just enjoying talking about it ourselves. Yeah. It's like, hey, we should do this more often. It facilitates some good conversation. <laughs> it's really sweet. Yeah, it's been enjoyable. Good. Okay, guys. Well, there was a bunch more questions, so maybe we'll do this again. Yeah. Um, really fun for us. Um, let us know if you appreciated it, if you enjoyed it. Rate and review the podcast. We appreciate that. Send us your hope stories. Contact at Hope We Hold. Tag us on social media. Hope We Hold. Hashtag our hope story. Um, send us your thoughts, suggestions. And guys, thanks for sitting with us today on the Hope We Hold podcast. We trust that you were encouraged. And it is our hope that your hope would be in Christ alone. 